Chinese President Xi's intentions have been accelerating as the New World Order advances its global agenda. President Xi Jinping, as you said, had warned in this speech that any foreign force attempting to bully China would, quote, find themselves on a collision course with a great wall of steel forged by China's 1.4 billion people. Now, his tough talk matched the show of force that we saw today. A lot of military hardware at this event, uh, which featured a fly past of military choppers and China's own stealth fighter, the J-20. Uh, President Xi also pledged that China would build up its military. He reiterated the commitments that the country has to the reunification of Taiwan and stability of Hong Kong. Uh, he also hailed a new world order. The analysis of Jeffrey Lewis of the James Martin Center for Nonproliferation Studies at the Middlebury Institute of International Studies has identified the construction of 119 new intercontinental ballistic missile silos in the deserts of northwestern China. Bringing the total amount of silos under construction to 145, intended for the latest massive DF-41 ICBMs, the DF-41s can reportedly carry up to 10 warheads. Some key statistics. China's navy is the biggest in the world. Its army, the largest by far. The report alleges that China is looking to expand by building bases around the world, and it says that it has 200 nuclear warheads and wants to double that number in a decade. As WorldNet Daily reported, Peter Husey of the Mitchell Institute has pointed out, just this deployment alone will provide China over 1,000 new on-alert warheads, 1,450, almost double the day-to-day -day USA on-alert force, and by itself a nuclear force roughly equal to the entire current U.S. nuclear-deployed force of 1,490 CNN land-based missile warheads. The response of the Biden State Department didn't exactly breed confidence. I'm going to follow up on the uh, Jeffrey Warwick report in the, Wall Street, in the Washington mm -hmm. Post, excuse me, mm -hmm. about uh, 100 missile silos being mm -hmm. detected, which would be an extraordinary number. These reports and other developments suggest that the PRC's nuclear arsenal will grow more quickly and to a higher level uh, than perhaps previously anticipated. Uh, this buildup, uh, it is concerning. It raises questions about the PRC's intent. Uh, and for us, it reinforces the importance of pursuing practical measures to reduce nuclear risks. Uh, despite what appears to be PRC obfuscation, uh, this rapid buildup has become more difficult to hide. Uh, and it highlights uh, how the PRC appears, again, to be deviating from decades uh, of nuclear strategy based around minimum deterrence. Nor does the response by President Biden himself. China will confront China's economic abuses, counter its aggressive, coercive action to push back on China's attack on human rights, intellectual property, and global governance. But we are ready to work with Beijing when it's in America's interest to do so. Rather, these responses resemble submission. John Bound reporting. Well, it happened last week, right after July 4th. World leaders across the planet and the U.N. announced a new world order. 
global government to stop the spread of COVID. Oh, and they're going to have to surveil all your text messages on your private phone and censor them if you question Fauci and the UN. That's because these criminals are going to go to prison. They released the virus. They have used the whole program to starve the third world. And they're now bringing in a worldwide ID in Klaus Schwab's own words with an implantable microchip as the next phase to be able to buy and sell or travel. So whether you believe the Bible or not, the mark of the beast is here. And our mission is now more important than ever. We make it easy to support InfoWars. Jane in the war room today. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Jane Ruby. I'm so excited to be back in the war room again today. Uh, we've got some exciting things to talk about. Uh, some of them will be a little surprising. Some of them will shock you. Uh, and hopefully some of it uh, fires you up a little bit more uh, because our window of time is closing. It's closing very quickly. Every expert we've all talked to is saying the same thing. Um, I have a uh, Three amazing guests today. We are going to be seeing Dr. Peter McCullough, who has uh, just been on the national scene incredibly uh, with his expertise in cardiology, epidemiology. He's a professor of medicine. We'll talk to him about how bad this thing really is and uh, you know what, what we can do uh, to, to push back. Everybody has a role to play in this, uh, in this attempted takeover that we're in the middle of right now. I also have uh, someone uh, that uh, you may not have uh, seen uh, for a little while because she's been kind of moving all over the country, very, very busy. Uh, That's Maggie Vandenberg. Mandy uh, was uh, originally a staple uh, when I was in D.C. last year on um, Steve Bannon's War Room. Um, She's going to be with us because she put out a controversial uh, video recently, and when I saw it, I knew she was going to get a lot of attention for it. And so I called her up right away on the phone and she was great. And she said, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll come and talk to you about it. Um, so I said, come and join me on the war room, uh, Tuesday and, and we'll, uh, we'll, 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 you know, go through all this stuff. And then I've, I've actually got a whistleblower that I'm excited to bring on. Uh, she is a medical provider in a healthcare center somewhere in the United States. I'm going to keep it very broad, but I've I've vetted her. I've talked to her, and uh, I, I know she her to be to be uh, you know true to her word. Uh, she does work where she where she is reporting from, and she's got some information that actually represents a lot of other people's experiences. So we'll talk more about that when we get her on. Uh, but but. I have many people standing behind this whistleblower that are independently contacting me the way she did to tell me what's really happening in hospitals. And and that's becoming more and more important because in the next segment, I'm going to talk about what I'm calling the assault on Florida. Uh, It's important because many of you probably saw um, Governor DeSantis do a 180 degree 
turn on the facts. And we're going to dig into that. We're going to dig into that with Maggie. We'll dig into it with this whistleblower. And I'll tell you more about that, the assault, what I'm calling the assault on Florida. But first, uh, let me um, let me share with you, you know, you just saw um, in the in our last, you know, part of the show, lots of discussion about the vaccine. I don't call it a vaccine because it's it's not. It doesn't confer immunity or protection. Uh, and you're probably, you know, you might be getting a little bit of, a little tired of the technicalities around it. But I like to bring you a new way to look at things. I like to bring you news uh, around uh, the shots, uh, what what the globalists are doing, their their the little moves from one one place to another, and try to talk to you medically about what what that means and how how that's defined. And one of the things I want to talk about is uh, if you notice the CDC came out uh, a couple of days ago with. Lo and behold, a retraction on the P- PCR, the phony test that was fraudulently, uh, it wasn't really validated. It was a fake validation by Victor Corman and Christian Drosten, uh, two uh, puppets of the globalist uh, movement. They actually published a paper in their own journal. They're on the editorial board. That's a no-no. You don't peer review your own journal that's called peer review for a reason. Uh, and I'm sure you've, you know, we've seen this. Alex has talked about it. Their paper was called uh, Detection of 2019 Novel Coronavirus. It's not novel. It's been around for a long time by real-time PCR. And it's a, it's a lot of garbage, mostly because it, the, the validation that they did took place really on something that was a computer-generated facsimile, not even a computer-generated virus, but a facsimile or a surrogate, a substitute um, generated by the computer. So uh, it just it just underscores all the garbage. But the CDC came out and they said, hey, they sent out a notice to every lab in the United States and they said, you know what? Uh, we're not going to use this PCR. It's got a lot of problems, doesn't work. No kidding. No kidding. Really? Okay. So you're admitting that for the last 18 months, You've destroyed the lives of millions of Americans. They've lost their businesses. Their parents and grandparents died alone at the bedside without any comfort because your PCR test scared the the country and the world into thinking that there were all these incredible uh, um, cases and infections that were putting everyone at risk. So here's what they did. They they retracted it and they directed labs to uh, withdraw uh, what the CDC did was they withdrew their original EUA, emergency use request, and they want labs across the United States to pick another test, okay, by December 31st. Don't pay any attention to the fact that the test is flawed, but we're going to keep using that t- uh, flawed test right up until New Year's Eve, okay, because that's just how it's going to go. But each of the labs gets to pick their own from, you guessed it, uh, an FDA-approved list of tests. God knows what they are. God knows if they've ever been validated anywhere before. There is a list on the FDA website. If you start with the CDC uh, statement, there are links in that front page of the statement that will take you to the FDA. And it also, so what they want, what they want these labs to do is to not only select from the FDA list, but then change over their entire facility to accommodate the, this new test, or if they want to do more, 
They said they could use a multiplexed method. That means they can use multiple tests, either for each individual patient or across patients. Um, and they wanted them to choose a test that would differentiate COVID from, quote, influenza. Didn't say what kind, what type. Can you imagine the confusion that's going to come from this? And I think it's intentional, of course, uh, which means that we're going to have a whole bunch of other tests. You're still going to have a lot of the PCR test that is totally incapable of finding viral load, which means it cannot tell you you're ill. All in the mix, reporting on hundreds of thousands of tests. Okay, what can go wrong? What they also told these labs was you can continue to use something called pooled analysis. And I want you to pay very close attention to this because this is how dangerous this is going to become. Pooled analysis is giving the lab a dis the discretion. When you go to take a COVID test, whether it's you sign up online or you go to a facility, you're often asked to fill out a very brief five or six questions. One of them has a list of symptoms. And you can look down this list of symptoms, you know, cold, uh, congestion, headache, pain, muscle aches, things like that. If you choose one or two of them, you're considered low risk. This is an a priori definition. If you choose, if you have lots of symptoms, you're considered high risk. The lab is allowed to take nine people. They can, they can do this with up to 10. They take nine people that are low risk, put the high risk person in there, mix it up and report to all 10 people that they were you guessed it, positive for COVID. This is, this is a clear case of fraud. All along, we've been defrauded. I, I bet you, and, and anybody can send me a message, tell me I'm wrong, I bet you that no lab ever disclosed to anyone in this country if your result was from a pooled analysis, right? So what is this going to do? It's going to drive people back. They're going to beg to be retested. Right now, we don't test the, uh, trust these tests. We don't trust the swabs. We don't know what's in them and on them. We don't know if they've shifted things around. So don't do it. Don't do it. Um, but this literally gives labs the ability to create, as you can imagine, tens of thousands, as many as they want, false positives. Um, this is just, this is ridiculous. I mean, this, if, if that lab wants to see the country shut down or a lab in, in labs in a region, they're going to do it. And this is how they're going to do it. In the next segment, we're going to talk more about the assault on Florida and the fake stats coming out because this state is about to, they're going to try to take it down. They're not going to do it. Stay with me. preach about the dangers of cell phones all day long because they're supercomputers controlled by big tech that are spying on us everywhere we go and what we do. But because they have great cameras and great recording systems and great ways to communicate, I still have one because this Trojan horse, this Promethean fire, has a lot of power. But when I'm not using it, I lock it up in a high-quality Faraday cage, a privacy pocket at InfoWarsStore.com. We finally got them back in stock, the highest rated. They fit almost all types of Androids and iPhones at 50 percent off $14.95. They sell these babies for $29.95 all day long. We've got a private label with InfoWars on them for $14.95 because I want you to get them and I want you to buy friends and family these systems to educate them about what these, quote, smartphones really are. This is a great way to limit your phone time use. It's a great way to spend more time with your family and it's a great way to know you're not being tracked by the criminal globalist system. They're 50% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. But I'll tell you, 
Who's got five-star ratings when it comes to customer service? I'll tell you who built his network and infrastructure and has thousands of employees here in the United States and sources materials all over North America and from Africa uh, as well, which he's proud of. That's where you get the good cotton and then they put it together here in the United States. And that is Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell is a patriot. Mike Lindell is fighting. He is bold and he's got his products in stock ready to ship to you. When you use promo code Alex, you get the best specials they've got up to 66% off with promo code Alex. Whether it's their entire line of sheets or uh, human beds that are revolutionary and very, very popular or animal beds for dogs and cats or uh, the great towels or the pillows that they're best known for. And he's done great. His people are great. They've really come through and taken us out of the red into the black. So thank you all for shopping at MyPillow.com up to 66% off with promo code Alex. Infowars.com forward slash show. You're back in the war room with Dr. Jane Ruby in for Owen Schroyer today. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, just wrapping up on this pooled analysis thing, you can go to the FDA website and you can you can see them talking about authorizing labs to use pooled analysis. This is the same thing as getting a cancer biopsy and then yours is negative, but they pool you with, with other people that are positive for cancer. I mean, it, it, it's just absurd on its face. This gives labs the power and the discretion to literally create spikes in cases, if you will, okay? And the reason this is important is because now they're starting to say that Florida is the worst place to be in the country. Um, There's this uh, assault. It's already started and it's coming uh, to take Florida down. Why? Because I live in Florida because we were becoming the leader of the nation. We were the nation's hope uh, and we still should be. We're going to show a quick clip uh, whenever you're ready of um, some comments that Governor DeSantis made uh, last week that really scared the you know what out of us down here. And I'll explain why um, after the after the video. Um, So here's, I think, the, the most important thing with the data. If you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, the chance of you getting seriously ill or dying from covid is effectively zero. If you look at the people that are being admitted to hospitals, uh, over 95% of them are either not fully vaccinated or not vaccinated at all. And so these vaccines are saving lives. They are reducing mortality. Mortality in nursing homes since we rolled out the vaccines in December is down over 95% due to COVID. Mortality for elderly people since we rolled out the vaccines is down nearly 90%. And so we're proud in Florida that we put seniors first on that because they were the most vulnerable. Yeah. And so I actually don't have any problem with anything that Governor DeSantis said in that video, except one sentence. And I hope you caught it. We're going to play it later in the show when I talk to a Florida, uh, I'm sorry, not, it's not in the state of Florida, actually, a whistleblower in another state 
who knows and can give us eyewitness testimony to what's happening in in hospitals. The 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 sentence I have an issue with that I hope you caught because I think everything else he said was accurate, but the sentence I have an issue with was 95% of patients in hospitals are not vaxxed. I can tell you that I get at least 15 to 20 a day proton emails from physicians in the ER, nurses, physical therapists, phlebotomists, pharmacists, you name it, every expert you can think of writing to me saying, I heard Governor, these are people from Florida. Uh, I heard Governor DeSantis in his press conference the other day. He has it 180 degrees flipped. The patients we're seeing and we're seeing in large numbers and that we're trying to treat are sick uh, and they've all been vaccinated. This whistleblower we're going to talk to later in the show has a bombshell eyewitness report of how they are going to buttress or substantiate this misstatement that Governor DeSantis made. I want to believe that he has been given this information as a little bit of sabotage. Uh, Clearly, he should be getting reports, uh, maybe through the Department of Health, of the status, because governors do control the uh, dissemination of healthcare, the resources that go into healthcare uh, through their departments of health. I'm hoping that it's just this is just a case of him being uh, a little bamboozled. He he is right that um, elder folks took it; they seem to be doing well. Uh, but younger people in their from 40s below are getting hit with all kinds of incredibly tragic. Uh, illnesses. And they usually, we'll talk to Dr. Peter McCullough about this in the next segment, because he's nailed four areas where people are uh, showing up to hospitals after getting vaccinated. Uh, Neurological, immunological, let's see if I can remember all of them, Uh, cardiac and neurological, right? So they're all, these are four major buckets. People end up uh, crippled, um, disabled, they can't walk, they're in a constant state of 24-7 tremor, which is incredibly painful. They can't ever sleep. Uh, We know about the myocarditis signal that came out of Israel. I participated this morning in a Zoom call of experts like with Dr. Michael Yeadon, Dr. Peter McCullough, and we pleaded, this was a foreign country, um, it was a group uh, of in authority, and they wanted to hear from experts, and they wanted to know if they should inject their children in their country, and we begged them not to, we all laid out the facts, and um, so hopefully, you know, we won't see this happen. But getting back to Florida, so there's this assault on Florida, and the next thing I hear a day or two after Governor DeSantis's press conference is that, oh, Orlando's on fire, Orlando's in trouble, all the hospitals in Orlando are overwhelmed, and the patients are all unvaccinated. So you see what they're doing, they're pitting The vaccinated, or I'm using the term colloquially because you know from my past um, appearances on the show that and other shows that I I I, I'm this is not a vaccine, Um, but um, so so they're trying to say they're trying to pit the injected against the uninjected, Um, and that's so that people will do what they did with the masks. They would become the police force of the authorities. Hey, you don't have your mask on. You know she needs she doesn't have her mask on. You know snitching and things like that. Um, you can see it coming. 
um, uh, that person's uh, not vaccinated. They can't they can't come to work t- tomorrow. This kind of thing. Orlando is not out of control. By the way, I did get a lot of mail from uh, healthcare providers in Orlando over the last, I'd say, since Friday, saying, "Dr. Ruby, don't believe it. Don't believe it. M- most of our hospital is not filled. It's under capacity, and the one or two units that we have set aside for COVID." They're all vaccinated. We can see it in the record. In your healthcare record, uh, there's an intake form, and you fill out a lot of your medical history. And one of the things that is on those forms is the the immunizations you've had throughout your life. Um, so so this is this is the beginning. This is how it starts. And the other uh, shocking piece of news that happened that came to our attention just yesterday is. Palm Beach County, if you haven't already heard this, came down with a mandate yesterday. It's 100% illegal based on Governor DeSantis's uh, late fall, winter executive orders making all of this illegal. Nevertheless, the good people of the blue county of Palm Beach down here decided they were going to mandate a return to masks in uh, government buildings, right? So for, for Palm Beach County and the town of Palm Beach. Um, then uh, we hear the CDC chime in this morning because they've got to get in on the act. And now they wanted initially this morning, they wanted masks for the uh, unvaccinated in indoor spaces. Now they want masks for everyone in indoor spaces. And this is how it snowballs. This is how it grows. I want you to pay attention because the window of time in which we can do something about all of this is now. You don't have much time left and you start on your local level. Push back. The scientific dictatorship that I've been warning you about for 27 years has now gone from beta testing to operational. The globalists are out in the open with their planetary depopulation takeover, their robot takeover. But the good news is we've been working and you've been working and others have been working across the planet for decades to get ready for this, to be able to fight it off. Humanity is strong. We're incredible. And if we're aware of the attack that's happening, we have a real chance of defeating it. If we ask God for guidance, we will defeat it. So prayer is essential, research is essential, getting prepared is essential, and warning others is absolutely essential. And at the same time, supporting InfoWars by buying high-quality products to keep us on air is essential because they're great products for you and your family, and they're also funding our operation. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com is incredible. A lot of our products that have been sold out because the supply chain breakdowns are back in, like Bodies, Vasobeats, and others. So get them today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you for being part of the resistance. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Decoding enemy transmissions so you get the truth. It's The War Room. With Owen Schroyer at band.video. Hey, Dr. Jane Ruby, you're back in the war room today with me in for Owen Schroyer. Look, I am worried about the timing of everything. I see this thing in lockstep. I see a global interlocked messaging. And uh, how lucky am I that I spent the day on Sunday with some former IDF commanders who uh, taught me and a bunch of other folks some really cool uh, self-protection stuff and some good firearms training. But, but 
I believe there are more of us than them, but I do believe that now is the time to act. And we're going to talk about that and a few other things with my very special guest, uh, an incredible expert. I'm going to introduce him. Um, He is an internist. He's a cardiologist, an epidemiologist, and professor of medicine at Texas Christian University and the University of North Texas uh, Center School of Medicine. Uh, this gentleman is both, he's, he was my mentor before I met him. He's becoming a friend and a colleague. I'm so excited to have him here. He's, uh, there's, so, there's so much on his intro that I'm afraid that if I read it all, <laughs> we won't get a chance to talk to him. But trust me, he is an expert in treating uh, COVID patients and uh, this entire pandemic sham. I want to welcome to the war room, Dr. Peter McCullough. Hi, Dr. McCullough. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Dr. Ruby. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. It's great to see you and always good to work with you. You know, um, I I had the great honor of observing you make a presentation. I want to keep this very broad to keep the security of the audience. And uh, it just blew me away. You were very uh, direct and you were very clear. But the thing that stood out to me was that you told this other group, this panel that had invited us, that these injections are not for human use. Um, let's, let's start there because we are in, uh, everything is doubling down. Everything is being pushed harder. And I'm asking people to try to respond to this, to start at their local levels. And I'm sure you have some suggestions too. We've, we're lucky to have a couple of segments with you, but, but let's start where we are. I mean, that's the worst possible thing an expert like you could tell us about this. Well, those weren't my words. I was giving the results of the evidence-based consulting group in the United Kingdom. They are the principal consultants to the World Health Organization. They have concluded, based on review of efficacy and safety, that the COVID-19 vaccines, Moderna, Pfizer, J&J, and AstraZeneca, are not fit for human use, that they are unsafe for human use, and they should be removed from public marketing. You know, Dr. McCullough, I also um, heard you say something recently that really struck my heart, and I agree with it, but I want you to talk more about it, because I don't think the public understands all of this, uh, what I'm about to to, to repeat. You said that um, our medical and our scientific uh, wherewithal and our strength and our our usual processes are missing in action right now. Um, t- talk a little bit more about that so people understand what, what we talk about when we say, hey, we, we didn't see these injections go through normal processes, and they're not going through normal oversight now. Um, share a little bit more about what your thoughts are on that. I'm senior in the drug development and biotech development you know, hierarchy of America right now. I meet data safety and monitoring boards for the National Institutes of Health, major pharmaceutical companies. I'm the most published person in my field in the world in history. I'm coming up on 700 peer-reviewed publications. That's more than any media doctor uh, is going to have by a mile. I've seen examined COVID patients. I take care of them. I've had the illness myself. Uh, I know COVID-19 up close and personal. I've basically dedicated an entire year to it. I can tell you what's happened is everything has gone off the rail. The medical journals are not publishing high-quality studies and delaying and slow-walking them. The regulatory processes have been subverted. The vaccines that I mentioned, they actually are classified by the FDA as genetic transfer programs. They're genetic 
uh, technologies, biotechnologies that should have a five-year observation period after people get these gene therapies. They should have annual exams. Uh, they've been uh, repackaged and reformulated into vaccines in a rushed fashion. They passed all the typical safety things. We don't know if these are uh, safe in terms of causing birth defects, causing cancer, changing the human genome. We do know that the FDA and the manufacturers thought they were unsafe for COVID recovered, suspected COVID recovered, pregnant women and women in childbearing potential. Those individuals are clear, should never receive these vaccines. The, the consent form, which I've seen at my institution, has a checkbox where a woman must assure that she's not pregnant and assure that she's not going to get pregnant for quite some time after the vaccine. But at the same time, we have the American uh, College of Obstetrics and Gynecology telling women that they should get the vaccine. So we're at complete odds with one another. We have the CDC saying the program is completely voluntary, completely voluntary. It cannot be mandated. And we turn around and we heard today that the Veterans Administration is going to mandate it. We know that their employers in an ill-advised way are mandating what is an elective program that's investigational. Well, that's because there is no regulatory oversight. And I know you've said that a number of times and you recognize it. Your colleagues, when you talk to people that you worked with in terms of approving peer-reviewed journals over the years, I'm sure you're hopefully still in touch with them. You're still active clinically. They can't pull the wool over your eyes because you're both, you're both colleagues. You're both science-oriented. How do, how do they get past your questions and concerns around this thing? How could we have a Dr. Peter McCullough, who's so world-renowned, and colleagues that are also highly trained and educated at your level, how do we have such a disconnect? Even when they talk to you, how do they get past your knowledge and understanding of this? I had a conversation with a junior doctor just the other day, last night. I happened to see him in my neighborhood. I was actually out walking my dog we started talking and I mentioned that there was a, a whistleblower lawsuit filed with CMS data showing 45,000 Americans that have died after the vaccine. And his response was, well, geez, you never hear about that. So it, it, it turns out that, quote, people hearing about things in the press or not hearing about them is really influencing their view over the vaccine. And our uh, CDC and, and FDA, which are the co-sponsors of the program, have never held once a press briefing on comprehensive safety or of efficacy. None. There's been no review. Americans wouldn't know if the vaccines are working or not, if they're safe or not. And, and I can tell you, as a chair of a data safety monitoring board for a program this big, there should have been probably weekly updates. There should have been monthly reviews. And if that would have done, this program would have been shut down in February as being unsafe. What are your what are your thoughts on um, on pulling it back? Is there a consortium of of experts at your level that that you can pull together? Have you tried? Have you thought of it? Have you guys discussed it in terms of of actually making a formal appeal publicly? Uh, I guess in a similar vein. I'm not, I'm not I'm not suggesting how how you should do it, but but what are your thoughts around maybe getting a a, a bunch of Peter Dr. Peter McCullough's and 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 really p pushing for a meeting with the FDA or a public you know, uh, response to your public plea for some kind of oversight and surveillance on this. What, what are your thoughts around that? There are comprehensive petitions into the U.S. FDA to not approve these agents 
because they don't work and they're unsafe. And the lead author for the position is Linda Westila from University of Maryland. It has dozens and dozens of prominent doctors on that petition. There's a similar one from nurses into the um, FDA. There's a demand letter into the CDC to recognize natural immunity. And Senator Ron Johnson has had innumerable uh, letters of, uh, demanding ac accountability for vaccine safety and efficacy to the various uh, agencies. We continue to push as hard as we can. We know we've made progress. In the UK, they now have agreed that they're not going to vaccinate children. The same thing is in Germany. We know worldwide the overall vaccination rate is only 13% in the world. Japan has been watching this the entire time. I think Japan is way under 20% in terms of their vaccination rate. And that's a very elderly and discerning group of individuals. We're making progress. I just don't yep. see, I don't see how the U.S. stakeholders are going to wind their way out of this. I don't know how they can possibly save face and keep this going. And we'll come back with Dr. Peter McCullough. Don't go away. The BioPros are the new non-GMO pollution solution using eco-friendly products to treat everyday problems while supporting our environment. For the first time, the BioPros are bringing to the public market a suite of bioremediation products to the everyday consumer. Their first product they are launching is called BioSeptic Pro, a product specifically designed to establish a healthy septic system. BioSeptic Pro contains live microorganisms, not traditional enzymes like its competitors. This stuff lives in your septic system. It's really like probiotics for your septic tank. Say goodbye to septic problems, gas buildup, and odor guaranteed. BioSeptic Pro is light years ahead of traditional septic treatments. They have a revolutionary patented delivery system that carries live microorganisms to treat the problem at its core, making their products up to 100 times more effective than its competitors. BioSeptic Pro is safe for plumbing, human, animal, and aquatic life. Secure your BioSeptic Pro today at thebiopros.com for anaerobic septic tanks. Thebiopros.com. But I'll tell you, Who's got five-star ratings when it comes to customer service? I'll tell you who built his network and infrastructure and has thousands of employees here in the United States and sources materials all over North America and from Africa uh, as well, which he's proud of. That's where you get the good cotton and then they put it together here in the United States. And that is Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell is a patriot. Mike Lindell is fighting. He is bold and he's got his products in stock ready to ship to you. When you use promo code ALEX, you get the best specials they've got, up to 66% off with promo code ALEX. Whether it's their entire line of sheets or uh, human beds that are revolutionary and very, very popular, or animal beds for dogs and cats, or uh, the great towels or the pillows that they're best known for, and he's done great, his people are great, they've really come through and taken us out of the red into the black. So thank you all for shopping at MyPillow.com, up to 66% off with promo code ALEX. Infowars.com forward slash show. Received this morning dat data out of Israel that shows uh, the, the population is about 84% vaccinated, but the new cases of, of uh, COVID in Israel are about 84%. 
with vaccinated individuals. It, it, it's, it's certainly looking like yeah. the, the, the Pfizer vaccine is not working against the Delta variant. Now, that's not being talked about here in, in U.S. media. I'm not even sure it's being talked much about in, in Israel media. We need to get to the truth. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical researcher. But I have all kinds of questions that are not getting answered. And as I said before, none of this is making sense, that we didn't pursue early treatment, that we're covering up information, that yeah. we, you know, the VAER system that the CDC touted prior to authorizing the vaccine is going to be their early warning system. Now, you know, it is being thoroughly discredited in the media and by, by other medical individuals. I don't understand it. I realize VAERS doesn't yeah. prove causation, but it's an early warning system. Why are we ignoring it? I just received this morning. That's, that's Congressman Ron Johnson, who seems to, to get it. He seems to get it, right? Um, why isn't the entirety of Congress, uh, and I guess I'm asking it as a rhetorical question, but you, you have someone who self-admits he's not a scientist, he's not a med- medical person, and the reason I'm pursuing this, Dr. McCullough, with, with Dr. McCullough, one of the world's experts, is because you just made a really powerful point in the previous segment. The, 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 if people don't hear about it, and, and it's all blocked by the media, and this is one of the, the rate-limiting issues. We've got somebody like, like Congressman Ron Johnson who just slipped under that and, and gets it. How do we get the rest of, of the country and, and Congress and anybody else we can, we can grab, Dr. McCullough? How are we going to turn this around? It's how are we going to change this media blockade? Americans should know the Trusted News Service is an, an overt censoring program that was announced in December that almost all the media have agreed to do. So it basically means to squash anything on early treatment, anything on vaccine or safety or efficacy, and just mass promote the vaccine. That was overt. Everything is out in the open. Everybody should understand this. The National Institutes of Health co-owns the Moderna patent. Rick Bright, the person who blocked hydroxychloroquine to America, he's joined Pfizer vaccine program. Stephen Hahn, the former FDA chairman who blocked ivermectin hydroxychloroquine from a regulatory perspective, Stephen Hahn's joined Moderna. This is out in the open right now. This is complete, unbridled, conflict of interest, railroading America into mass vaccination and using the media as its agent to do so. You know, uh, Dr. McCullough, there are just too many criminals uh, to bring to the tribunal, uh, and they're going to fight. They're going to fight to the death. Uh, I, I know you and I have talked about prior. You know, uh, how far is this thing going to go? Um, we can't afford to let it go all the way. I, I, I don't know what your your thoughts are. You have all the firepower, intellectually and scientifically, uh, credential wise. Uh, how do how are we going to pull this back? What, what, what suggestions do you have for the American public who's watching you right now and saying, you know, what can I do as a citizen? Uh, can I help you? Can I help Dr. Ruby? Can I, who can I help? What can I do? I imagine, Dr. Ruby, with your great uh, prominence in America, you probably get a ton of emails like that um, where people want to help out. We're at about 50% of Americans who have taken the vaccine. Most of them did it patriotically. Uh, they did it in December, January, and February. They lined mm-hmm. up for this. They didn't ask too many questions. They didn't ask what was in the vaccine or what it did. They did it patriotically. They did it based out of trust. About 70% of my patients took the vaccine. When I started seeing the safety data by March, and I was late, 
I started to really express concerns that this wasn't uh, safe, that in fact the vaccine could injure patients. Now we know it can. In fact, the mortality is uh, strikingly high. Uh, patients die within about two days after the vaccine, about 50% of cases, 80% within a week. Uh, we know these rates of deaths are astronomical. A typical safe vaccine used broadly would maybe 25 deaths in the database due to allergic reactions. Here, at, if it's true, the CMS data at 45,000 deaths, this is unprecedented. It's, the vaccine is worse than COVID itself. Now to realize that, as, Dr., as Senator Johnson indicates, that the vaccines are failed, that they don't cover the Delta variant. 80% of Israelis with Delta have been previously vaccinated. 42% of Brits, it looks like, have had Delta been previously vaccinated. Britain, by the way, is a different coverage of vaccines. Israel has 100% Pfizer. Uh, in the uh, United Kingdom, they have a blend of Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca. And now in the United States, we see about half of our cases, and in my practice right now, half of my patients have been vaccinated who have COVID, half are unvaccinated. So it's 50-50 because America, 50% of, of Americans are taking the vaccine, and the vaccines no longer work. You know, Dr. McCullough, if, if we could stop this thing right now, uh, somehow, just put a stop to everything and, and, and start to then heal uh, the nation and the world. Uh, my next question comes out of uh, thoughts around, I'm hearing from a lot of people uh, that are very learned, that are very experienced, that have invented some of these technologies like Dr. Luke Montagna and, and others, others who have said um, that that there's another whole wave of, of wailing and gnashing of teeth and that coming. And that is when the injected people are challenged again, just like the animals in the SARS-CoV-1 trials, when they're challenged again in the natural world by another coronavirus uh, or something similar to it, that there is going to be a huge wave of destruction, uh, devastation, physical devastation um, and death. A mass death. I, I just want to, you know, if, if you could talk a little bit to that in terms of from your perspective, um, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to shock people or scare them, but I also want them, this is the time for truth telling, because as I've said, the window of opportunity is closing very quickly. Uh, and so I want people to be prepared, but, but what, what are your thoughts around uh, the ADE, the, um, the antibody dependent enhancement that may be coming? You know, I, I personally don't see it. I may be more optimistic. Uh, we're at 50% of Americans vaccinated. Many are remorseful. I don't have a single patient who wants to take a booster. That's for sure. Um, we knew before the vaccines, we probably had about a dozen different variants. So we had a very equal blend of different strains. We didn't have a hyperdominant strain. And in papers from uh, Russia from Minnesota and, and Boston together, Nissen is the first author on one of them. Once we get to 25% vaccinated, we started fooling with Mother Nature, and now we're creating hyperdominant strains. That is, they occupy a huge proportion of the percentage of strains. In this case, it's Delta. The reason why we have 83% Delta is because we've been vaccinating, and we're encouraging this strain to emerge as the dominant strain. So far, Delta is mild. Honestly, it's so much easier than the original virus that hit New York and in Milan. So Delta is easy to treat, but there is a concern that maybe we won't get so lucky and the next dominant strain, if we keep vaccinating, we're going to keep uh, having more dominant strains emerge and maybe the next one won't be yeah. so kind to us. 
You know, speaking of uh, keep vaccinating, uh, it leads me to to, to another question. Um, on the clinicaltrials.gov website, we have the Pfizer in particular. I'm just going to focus on that one. And, and you, you don't have to know every detail of it. I'm going to share with you a couple of observations that I made in that posting and ask your ask your opinion on something. In that posting, and they've actually updated it, as companies often do, they talk about uh, a booster, a third and a fourth, and they talk about it at six and 12-month intervals from the last second shot, right? Because Pfizer's too. They also talk, Dr. McCullough, about dose, dose variations. They're actually, it appears that they're using this program as a dose-finding study. They talk about five micrograms, 10, 30. People have suggested that maybe there's a difference in reactions right now that some people say, well, my whole family took it and they're doing fine. People have suggested that those variations in reaction to the other person who gets myocarditis or dies of a heart attack is due to the fact that there may be different dosages as well as different ingredients across the vials, across the, the companies. And I wondered if you had heard anything about that or if you had any, you know, anything to add to that. No, I haven't. Uh, there is no package insert that's given to the patient. So the patient actually doesn't know what they've received when they get the vaccine. Uh, We'd have to trust the program that they're giving what they say they're giving. But this idea of having boosters at increasing frequencies is alarming. You know, Linus Pauling said, never develop a vaccine to the common cold because it's it's so ubiquitous that we're going to end up chasing our tail with vaccine after vaccine. So I, I think the best advice right now, since the vaccines don't work, they're not safe, is not to take the vaccine. If we have uh, 50% of Americans who haven't taken it, as long as they can resist taking the jab, just say no, if you will, then we'll be able to get out of this. America is not going to go anywhere with 50% of people vaccinated. It's far below any goal. Japan is way under 20%. The vaccine's going to die on the vine, provided people continue to just uh, you know, have a, have a stiff uh, backbone on this and don't give in. You know, Dr. McCullough, I got a little bit famous this year for coining the phrase hashtag just wait, and you just affirmed that. So I appreciate that so much. Um, about uh, trusting, I don't know, you are a very kind man because I'm very angry at these companies and I don't feel that I can trust them after what they've pulled so far and that they know, you know, they've spent millions of dollars and they know, they know what they're I doing. I preach about the dangers of cell phones all day long because they're supercomputers controlled by big tech that are spying on us everywhere we go and what we do. But because they have great cameras and great recording systems and great ways to communicate, I still have one because this Trojan horse, this Promethean fire has a lot of power. But when I'm not using it, I lock it up in a high-quality Faraday cage, a privacy pocket at InfoWarsStore.com. We finally got them back in stock, the highest rated. They fit almost all types of Androids and iPhones at 50% off, $14.95. They sell these babies for $29.95 all day long. We've got a private label with InfoWars on them for $14.95 because I want you to get them and I want you to buy friends and family these systems to educate them about what these, quote, smartphones really are. This is a great way to limit your phone time use. It's a great way to spend more time with your family and it's a great way to know you're not being tracked by the criminal globalist system. They're 50% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. The fight for the future is now. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. We're going to do a major vaccination drive for kids 12 years old and up. And look, I'm a parent. My kids went to New York City public schools. 
If my kids were going to school in September, I would be running to get them vaccinated right now. And and like was said a moment ago, you know, we used to do this as parents all the time for a variety of vaccinations. We've got to shake people at this point and say, come on now. We tried voluntary. You know, we could not have been more kind and compassionate as a country. Free testing everywhere you turn. Incentives, friendly, warm embrace. The voluntary phase is over. We can keep doing those things. I'm not saying shut it down. I'm saying voluntary alone doesn't work. It's time for mandates because it's the only way to protect our people. Trump said more COVID-19 testing creates more cases. Oh, gee, we did the math and he's wrong, says the news. You look at other countries, they did 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, big countries. We did 25 million way more by double, triple, quadruple any other country. Therefore, we test, we're going to have more cases. By having more cases, it sounds bad. But actually what it is is we're finding people. Many of those people aren't sick or very little. You know, they may be young people. But what's happened is because of all of the cases that we find, we have a very low mortality rate. Get it? You're going to be tested because you haven't been injected with the poison. They're going to say you're positive. The contact tracers are going to take you away. Austin Public Health is urging more people to get tested for COVID-19 if they have symptoms. The agency announced today it is reopening two neighborhood testing sites for COVID. One in southeast Austin, the other near St. John's in North Austin. Leaders say more testing will help catch the virus early and guide other efforts like contact tracing. I got home last night after a business dinner. The first thing I saw was, oh, it's a fiasco with uh, the town hall that it ended with, with Biden as he publicly basically dies on stage. You got the vaccination? Yeah. Are, are, you, are you okay? I mean, you seem, no, it works. Or, you, you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad or, 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 or the neighbor or when you go to church or when you're, no, I, I, I really mean it. There are trusted interlocutors. Think of the people, if, if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were, there's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something, or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. You know, who are the people they talk to beyond the kids who love talking about it? They go to people they respect. That's all done on purpose just to rub it into our faces. This is a sick joke for the globalists that demoralizes. But before I did that, I looked at this uh, KXAN news piece that sounds like something like a 1980s movie, like Running Man in a future dystopic thing. It's like... We're coming with the contact tracers to take you out of your house. Please comply with the contact tracers. Because they want us to stay. It's a game between life and death. And then the contact tracers we've got in Texas are controlled by Google and the Clinton Foundation. Can't make that up. Austin Public Health says they're facing a challenge when it comes to tracking cases. People sometimes they don't want to talk or they don't want to share information that can affect other persons. Flor Ayala Hernandez with the contact tracing program says some people fear their employers or immigration will be notified. But she says their information is confidential and can help determine which areas need more resources or better messaging. That's the only way that we can find clusters or what is happening with the community. Yeah. If people is not uh, sharing this information with us, we are kind partially blinded. Yes, where this is 21st century war, this is the modern warfare attack. Let's wake up to that and let's understand that.
You must always take the shots to leave your house. There will always be new variants. You must always take new shots to leave your house. Oh, and then you still can't leave your house as they get ready to announce new lockdowns. Vast majority of Cape Cod COVID clusters were vaccinated. Got a whole stack of all over the world. It's the vaccinated that are mainly dying and mainly getting sick with the actual numbers. But don't worry, Fauci is all over the news saying 99% of the new cases and the deaths are the unvaccinated lying to you. You're entering the war room, second hour with Dr. Jane Ruby today, and I'm in for Owen Schroer, and thanks for coming back. Uh, You know, my next guest um, recently did a video, uh, like a 30-minute Instagram, and she was downloading her thoughts. Um, I recognized her right away. She and I, our lives paralleled uh, when I lived in D.C., and she was uh, a staple on Steve Bannon's War Room. And I, I've admired her immensely uh, the whole time. And, but unfortunately, we never met in D.C. And so when I saw this video recently uh, on Instagram, uh, and she was she was just kind of, you know, rolling it all out there, Trump realities, uh uh, lots of uh, uh, things, information about the Uniparty, and I thought to, I, I just sat up and I thought, I wonder if I wonder if I could reach her. I wonder if she'll talk to me. And luckily, she did. So, so I am thrilled to be here today with Maggie Vander- Vandenberg. Maggie is a filmmaker, a journalist, and a political activist from San Francisco. Before coming out of the conservative closet, she worked in the entertainment industry for 15 years. Her conservative viral videos have had over 200 million views, and her work's been featured on Fox News, The Blaze, OAN, Newsmax, uh, Epoch Times. Oh, my God. She's all over the place. Uh, she's, uh, she's talked to millions of people, Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, and another one that if I read her, all of her credentials, you're, you're not going to get a chance to hear her talk today, but Maggie, thanks so much for being on the show. It is amazing to have you here today for this great discussion. Thank you so much for having me on, Jane. I'm so glad that you reached out. This is going to be a great talk and something that I think your audience is is going to find really helpful because, you know, this is something that I've been thinking about for a long time and I've, I've sort of kind of slowly come to these realizations. And, you know, the more I talk on this subject, just the more people are piling in and saying, yes, thank you so much for, for having having this conversation, I've been having the same suspicions myself, or these are just questions that I want answered. And, you know, as conservatives, we should be questioning our leadership, no matter who it is, and we should be asking these questions. So uh, thank you for having me on. I think that this is going to be a great, a a great conversation. I do too. And I'm going to say at the outset, you know, you, you have gotten a tremendous amount of support. You took a lot of heat too. And I admire you. You're, you're tough as nails. You're smart and you're really courageous. So let's get into it. Let's start with the Trump realities because that's really after a nice intro uh, on your Instagram uh, video, you, you really got into it and you had some amazing points, some of which I had thought about, some of which I hadn't. So can you share like sort of where the highlights were around the Trump realities in your video? 
Yeah. So one thing that I, I first initially came out with is, look, like I was the biggest supporter of Donald Trump. I spent, you know, three years of my life traveling around the country, uh, you know, covering real news stories that the mainstream media wasn't covering, as well as covering, you know, Trump rallies and events. And I was a massive supporter of President Donald Trump. And basically what I saw over 2020 and then this year as well is sort of this just certain problems that came up for me with my support of Donald Trump. Now, I didn't air any of these questions until after the election because, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, we can't have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, like, running our country. You know, it, this is this is right. of utmost importance that we get Donald Trump a second term. But in, in the months especially that followed the election, I really started to look critically at Donald Trump and the people that he surrounded himself with. And I just started to ask myself, like, What's really going on here? Because, I mean, for me, I've already come to my conclusions. I, I'm not here to, you know, just ask questions anymore. But in my opinion, I really do think that Donald Trump is a problem. I think that he's compromised. Um, at, at worst, at best, he's incompetent. But either way, he doesn't deserve the support of the grassroots anymore. He doesn't deserve the support of conservatives anymore in my opinion yeah. so the, what sort what? of led me to that yeah. is is just if yeah if we want to jump in like just top of the line like major problems with donald trump's presidency i think it's sort of like saying lock sure. her up and and holding these people accountable law and order and nothing was done we saw medical tyranny ushered in during donald trump's presidency we're now facing uh you know vaccine mandates and and people going door to door and questioning americans um we're seeing the, the he started these lockdowns uh, and just we saw the federal government and these these very corrupt agencies like the DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, they all expanded under the Trump presidency. They grew in their budgets and their power and their influence. And, you know, these are things that need to be looked at. These are problems. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people are still sort of riding this Trump train. And I think they need to really examine whether or not he still deserves their support, given the fact that we now are living under communism because of Donald Trump and because of his uh, ignoring of the election fraud, which he was warned of. Yeah, I think I, that's why I wanted to unpack more, you know, more of this. And you've got us off to a great start. I agree with you. I feel like we're left carrying the bag. He's out, and you know we're we're now we're dealing with Marxism on steroids. Um, and and you know I, I've often said um, it was strange to me when he was the most powerful man in the world, he could have taken big tech out, but instead he, he didn't touch them, and then they took him out. So yeah. I mean, what are some of the other areas that you've thought about in terms of you know uh, leaving us with warp speed? He started the lockdowns, uh, the pushing of the vaccine injections really threw me off when he started to do that about six months ago, regularly on Fox News, a station that two days after he lo fraudulently lost the election was calling it for Biden. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. When you really start to add up the full list of all the problems with Donald Trump's presidency, it becomes very difficult to ignore. You know, for me, one of the biggest things was the fact that he complained about big tech, yet he did nothing when he had, you know, control of the House and the Senate for the first two years of his presidency. And then we see how big tech has now been weaponized against, you know, both Donald Trump and the American people. Uh, and so many now especially people like myself who, you know, I earn a living using social media to get my stories out to, uh, you know, to market myself. And now 
now so many people are left demonetized because of what big tech has done strategically to target people who have conservative views and opinions. Um, you know, and the other major thing to me, if it boils down to one thing with Donald Trump, um, really, really what it boils down to is the medical tyranny, but the election fraud. And we have to really analyze this and look at this strategically because Donald Trump was sitting there all last year complaining about election fraud while he didn't do anything. He didn't take action to prevent anything from happening. And so what happened under this, you know, this scamdemic and the rolling out of the mass mailing ballots across all these states, I started screaming from the top of my lungs because I'm in California and I saw how they had used the mail-in ballots uh, over the past few years to basically switch elections at the last minute. So I'll give you an example. We have um, six congressional seats down in Orange County that are have been red for over 40 years and five of them switched from red to blue and it happened at the 11th hour when they dropped off big buckets of mail-in ballots, which had been ballot harvested. So, and of course they were all entirely for Democrat candidates. So I knew that this was something that they were going to, to push for. As soon as I saw the lockdowns happen, I said, oh my gosh, next thing they're going to do is, is institute this mail-in ballots. And then they're going to push for this. And so Donald Trump knew this too. He was sitting there complaining about And what we saw here in Arizona is the primary elections here were stolen from great Republican candidates. And so Daniel McCarthy, who ran for Senate against rhino Republican Martha McSally, he had his election stolen from him in the primaries in August in 2020. And his campaign and his team was screaming at the top of their lungs, hey, they are going to steal the election from Donald Trump in November. And nobody from the Trump campaign would listen. Nothing was done. And what's even more alarming is the very next day after the Arizona primary was stolen, Doug Ducey, a corrupt Republican governor of Arizona, was sitting in Donald Trump's office in the White House touting how wonderfully safe and secure Arizona elections are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now, of course, the world knows that that absolutely is not the case and that we were deceived. Red flag, big red flag. And I'll tell you something else, Maggie, down here in Florida, when everyone was saying, oh, Florida's free, Florida's got great elections, we're going to, you know, I'm going to tell you something, I was stumping for a couple of people down here, and I saw those mail-in drop boxes right outside walk-in polling places, and I questioned it over and over again, and I was told to kind of, you know, dampen it down. And that made me very suspicious. And of course, when push came to shove, President Trump took Florida, but everybody down ballot on the Republican side uh, except maybe two exceptions out of the entire state, lost the election. So I really want to get into this uniparty thing with you because really Donald Trump didn't leave us here by himself in a vacuum. He did it with the uniparty. Stay here. I'm Jane Ruby in the War Room with Maggie Vandenberg. We'll be right back. Jacob in Ohio. Welcome. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, Alex? Good, brother. Uh, great last caller. I just wanted to start with plugging your sleep supplement. Uh, it's basically the only way I get sleep anymore uh, with all the gaslighting, demoralization, and absurdity. Uh, it's like we're living at a twilight zone, man. All right, Eric in New Hampshire. Eric, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. Thanks for taking my call. If I could, I just want to throw a quick plug out for the one of the product. Um, the X2 does wonders. I recommend it to everybody. If you're on the fence about it, get off the fence, get the product, support the info 
award. Tyler in Maine. You're on the air. Thanks for holding. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. It's great to be on with you. It's an honor. Honor to talk to you. Awesome. Uh, so first thing I wanted to do is say I love the products. Alpha Power, even at 29. If you ask my better half, she loves it uh, and it helps in the bedroom. So just number one for a few Oh, well, it there. definitely works. It's not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's crazy to get to this point. It's very bittersweet. Everything we've talked about has happened just like we said it would. And now we have a lot of credibility. But I don't care about that. I care about beating the New World Order. And it's because we have so much credibility, they can't allow us to stay on air much longer. And I don't have time to tell you all the stuff they're doing to us for a lot of reasons. I can't tell you what's going on. But let's just say this. We're going to see this through to the end. We're going to stay on air as long as we can. So please pray for us and please buy the products at InfoWarsStore.com. They're great products, plus they fund the operation. So you know, unlike other products you can buy, they're still great. Do they fund freedom? No, a lot of them don't. These are great products that fund freedom and fund justice when the whole world's waking up and looking for truth. That's why the globalists are censoring. They can't bring in all this tyranny and leave people like us on the air. So while you're at it, don't just financially support us and spread the word. Download everything we've done you can find and save it because who knows how long we're going to be on the air and the enemy is trying to destroy everything we ever said. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. Welcome back to the War Room. This is Dr. Jane Ruby. Uh, check out InfoWars Store. You know, I've, I've actually gotten gifts from people from from the store itself, uh, as well as as buying things uh, directly. And um, there's some pretty cool stuff in there, especially um, some T-shirts that I do wear on the weekends. Uh, we're get, we're back here with Ma- Maggie Vandenberg, and you know, um, I want to introduce this next segment with her. Uh, we're going to talk about the Uniparty. You know, Maggie. The cancer in our national politics is the rhinos. They um, they remind me of parents who are poisoning their children, but the children just can't get it because they just can't stop loving them and being with them and trusting them and wanting them to do right by them. And um, am I right? I mean, what can yeah. I say? Yeah, it feels like we're stuck in an abusive relationship with the Republican Party. And it's it's very disturbing, just sort of what I've realized over the past six months. And basically, the Republican Party has completely betrayed their base. They have betrayed Americans. And especially after we saw virtually every single Republican in the House and Senate certify a fraudulent election, I spoke to so many Americans, so many Trump supporters who said that they would never vote Republican again. Uh, When I moved down to West Palm Beach in Florida, I went to several uh, Trump rallies. This was uh, before January 20th and as well as on January 20th when people were welcoming you know, President Trump back to his home in Mar-a-Lago. And there were these little rallies on the side of the street. And virtually every single person I spoke to said that they were done with the Republican Party. They weren't going to give them their money again. They weren't going to support them again. And, you know, I was really excited at that time to see Donald Trump kind of pivot and talk about doing a Patriot Party, which I'm going to come back to that later. But, you know, it's sort of alarming to see now how the establishment has sort of co-opted this entire excitement and movement and tried to just force everyone back into the same old part 
party politics of supporting the Republicans. And one thing I really want to point out and just drive home for your audience is what I have realized. And and one thing that that many people in the media, including Alex Jones, have have been talking about for years is the fact that there is mass corruption within the Republican Party. And what I've realized now is we have the Democrats and the Republicans are working together to move America farther to the left, move us into a socialist country, into a communist country. And this is something that's been going on for many, many years. This is, you know, something that I just woke up to recently. But this has been a plan that's been, you know, underway for decades even. So what we have is, you know, in communist countries, countries, um, this isn't something that just started overnight, right? This isn't something that just started on the left. These communists have infiltrated every single American organization. They have infiltrated our government. They have infiltrated the Republican Party. And so right now what we have is these two parties working together to move us, uh, you know, into communism. And, you know, people need to realize that Donald Trump is a part of that plan as well. So, you know, I I have seen it myself firsthand from the politics and the corrupt Republican establishment here in Arizona. And, you know, it's just, it's absolutely disgusting when you really realize what these people, along with Conservative Inc. and many of these organizations, are actually doing. Exactly right. And I'm going to point out something else, and, and you may have additional thoughts on this too. I got sick of it when Trey Gowdy just ran hearing after hearing, ran us through Benghazi, And all of a sudden I figured it out. And then he went to Fox News with a seven-figure contract and I figured out. It's all, remember Texas, all hat, no cattle? It was all hearings, no indictments. And now, you know, sorry to offend, um, Rand Paul, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'm not saying they're out-and-out rhinos, but uh, Ted Cruz, they all stood there on Capitol Hill, like you said, and certified those votes. On top of that, Rand Paul, good job, Senator, but you just don't get it to the finish line because what do you get? I get some kind of text on my phone saying, oh, wasn't or Senator Paul really good today with Fauci? Uh, click here, and it's a donate button. And, and Maggie, it's to the same GOP. It's, it's funneling money back into the rhinos, the abusive parents. Yes, exactly. And it's, it's sickening, actually, because these people, what I realized, is so I come from an acting background, right? I was a I, I acted in plays when I was young. I was in uh, TV commercials, and I have this experience. And and I, when I finally realized what it is, it's political theater, right? These people are actually doing theater. They've mapped it out long in advance. They have their different uh, roles that they have people play. They have the good guy and the bad guy, and they play this whole charade out for people that it's red team versus blue team, and they give this illusion of uh, division. They give this illusion that elections are real and that you have a choice in the outcome of the country, but at the end of the day, they're all going out to dinner together in Washington, D.C. They're buddies. They're slapping each other on the back, and it all is designed for sort of the the managed decline of our country and the destruction of the middle class and individualism and just forcing us into communism. And I, I really just have to remind everyone that as much as we all liked Donald Trump, as much as we believed in his, his message, the problem is, is that this guy is now leading us. And now Donald Trump has sort of taken up the mantle and be, now he's playing kingmaker for the establishment. Remember, he had come out and said, I'm going to fight the establishment. He's been saying this you know, talking about the establishment in Washington for 30 years. And now he's going out there. He's endorsing every single establishment uh, Republican. He's endorsing establishment problematic GOP chairs in every single state, including Kelly Ward here in Arizona. And people are just sort of 
I, I don't know if they're just sort of blinded by, you know, Trump's charisma and the fact that they, that they feel like he was cheated and that we were cheated, which we were, but they're sort of just carrying on with the same old, same old, as opposed to actually doing anything different. And I have to wonder, like, why is Donald Trump coming down here and endorsing these establishment Republicans having a rally with Turning Point USA over the weekend? And the rally was called, uh, you know, rally to protect our elections. And I'm looking around like, have we all just forgotten what just happened? Like elections aren't real. They rigged it. This is a completely rigged system where they're picking and choosing the winners and losers. The Republicans are in on it. The Republicans helped to cheat the primary to choose their candidate that they wanted that to set up to lose as justification for that loss of that Senate seat. But they're, they're basically orchestrating the whole thing. And the Republicans who run the state of Arizona helped to create these election laws. Uh, so yes. you just have to sit back and wonder like, why are we all pretending anymore? This is political theater. So you, once you wake up and you realize that it's, it's like so shocking because you just sort of realize, Oh my gosh, none of them are real. None of the people that I believed in and supported really have my back. And why did I give my time, my talent, my treasure, my, you know, everything that I had to give to fight for these people when they had absolutely no problem turning around and betraying us, throwing us under the bus. We've got political prisoners still locked up in federal prisons after January 6th. Like where is the leadership in the conservative movement? And, and, you know, we saw hints of this uh, in during Trump's four-year term, didn't we? We saw his occasional endorsing of a rhino, or he would do a rally and he would, he would uh, support some of the local GOP, but then somebody was running for office and, like I said, they, they were a clear-cut rhino. And people would walk away scratching their heads, but they were buying their tickets for the next rally. And I think I want people to remember something that that Maggie just said that's incredibly profound. And I don't think you all got it yet. Uh, It's political theater. When you get that, when you start to really digest that and take it in and really think about it and be honest instead of emotional about, well, I'm never going to, you know, be uh, disloyal to President Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, Owen Schroyer here, the host of the InfoWars War Room, and I am very excited about our latest supplement edition to InfoWarsStore.com. Now, I've been supplementing with greens, fibers, and vegetable capsules for a long time, and so I was excited to hear that we were adding our own greens fiber caps to InfoWarsStore.com. But then I read the ingredients, and I was blown away. Listen to this. Organic pea fiber, organic alfalfa leaf, organic wheatgrass leaf, organic cilantro leaf, organic kale leaf, organic flax sprout, organic quinoa sprout. Ladies and gentlemen, all of these things are so incredible for your health. Just one of these ingredients can be a life-changing supplement for your health, and we've packed it all in to Fiber Green Caps at InfoWarsStore.com. So I'm excited to add this to my supplement routine every day. I suggest that you do the same thing, and right now it's at an introductory price of $19.95. That's 33% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. Warning. This broadcast might offend the easily offended. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Share this message right now at band.video. 
We got a lot of girl power this afternoon in the war room. Hey, everybody, it's Jane Ruby. Uh, I am here with the uh, invincible Maggie Vandenberg. Uh, you know, I'm almost afraid to ask her. I know she'll be honest. I know, I know a lot of stuff's hitting the fan, but let's let's talk a little bit about this Arizona audit. Many people in the country have hung their hat on it, Maggie. They're praying for it. They think there are some magical military things that are waiting in the wings to, you know, ride President Trump back up uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. I don't know. I don't know. I know Mike Lindell is beating the drums and working his heart out. You are on the ground in Arizona now. Um, give us give us the reality. What's going on? You know, yeah, I, I hate to say it, but um, I have a very bad feeling about the Arizona audit. I don't think that it's going anywhere. And I have my reasons for believing that, which I'll, I'll go over. But it's really unfortunate that so many people have gotten behind this audit and that they're supporting it when it really appears that this is yet another smoke and mirrors, uh, you know, just dog and pony show for the GOP. And for me, from what I can tell, it seems like it's actually a massive fundraising opportunity for the GOP to go off and to solicit more donations. Hey, look uh. at what we're doing. We're uncovering the fraud, but they're not really doing anything about it. So, you know, there are You're certain key players. Yeah, there are key players involved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's really unfortunate. And I really wish that it were more than that. And and don't get me wrong. I do believe that there are very real legitimate people involved. I do believe that they are finding fraud. But we have to look at what is the point of this entire operation. And even if you just break down the timeline of the audit, let me just give your, your audience something to, to sort of sure. think about. This audit's going to go on for at least a few more months, right? And then they're talking about doing a hand recount. Um and basically, this whole thing is going to get dragged out at least another few months. Now, the Maricopa Board of Supervisors, which is made up of uh, five individuals, there are four Republicans and one Democrat on the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. They have said that as soon as this audit is done, the day that it is finalized, that they need to be ready to present their findings in court. So which means that's going to kick us to a probably, I don't know, eight to 10 month lawsuit in court where the state Senate is going to have to prove the findings. So let me ask you, just like based on the timeline, if this audit goes another few months and then we enter into a nine to 10 month lawsuit, where does that leave us in terms of being able to actually pass any kind of meaningful, you know, uh, legislation to help prevent future fraud? Like, I actually don't really care what happens at this point, what they find or don't find in the area. Arizona audit. I want solutions right now so that we can rely on our elections and believe in what's going to happen in the future. Right. And so what yeah. our team down here with the Patriot Party of Arizona has proposed is that we go back to a one day, one vote in person on paper, no machines voting just at least for a couple election cycles until we can get our, our hands on this, until we can actually understand what's really going going on with our elections. Yet we don't see anyone in the in the state house or senate actually moving towards getting any kind of legislation like this complete. Instead, we see people uh, like 
we see things happening like what's going on down in Georgia where they're passing, um, you know, election integrity bills, which really are just expanding voting rights and making it easier to commit fraud in other ways. So none of these legislation that's being passed nationwide goes nearly far enough. And any, you know, Republican outlet or conservative, um, you know, media that's sort of celebrating these these election integrity bills, they're disingenuous. And I think they're just so desperate for any kind of win that they're latching on to any sort of headline. To be yeah, like, oh, look, I mean, we're winning election integrity, blah, blah, blah. But nothing's really getting done. And when you look into the people that are running the Arizona audit, you've got people like Randy Pullen, Ken Bennett, Karen Fan. These people are being propped up now like celebrities. But we have to remember that these are the same Republicans who also created this, this situation. They created these election laws in the first place, which allowed fraud to occur. They also did not reopen session when they had the opportunity to reopen session in December and January to hear the fraud, to try to fix the situation, to not certify th this fraud into reality and to install these communists into our federal government. But yet they didn't do anything. And now they're sitting there pretending like, oh, look at us. We're so wonderful. Look at everything we're doing with this Arizona audit. And the reality is, is that yeah. they're kicking the can down the road and they have no intention to actually fix these problems. Well, the bell you're ringing is if we do your math, on uh, the rest of the audit, audit rather, and the whatever lawsuits come from this, it's absurd. Nothing is changing the election problems that we had. Nothing is changing. And Stop the Steal has become a corporation. I mean, it's, it's incorporated, uh, all those slogans. Um, you know, this is, the, this is the, I agree with you, the focus should be on changing what led us to this fraud. Instead, it's just a smoke and mirrors to investigate the fraud, if I'm hearing you, you know, correctly there, that... And I agree because nothing is changing in Florida. We're still going to have, you know, Wendy Sartori's white vans which, with a drop-off box and no assuredness on chain of custody for those, the, those ballots that are stuffed in those boxes every day. Um, I, I mean, anything yeah. else to and, add and I on Arizona? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've got more to say about Arizona, but just to even yeah, jump please. over to Florida, there are so many – there is so much um, – I don't know. If you really start looking into what's going on in Florida, it seems to me that most likely Ron DeSantis is not going to win his next election because of what they're doing with many of these like very shady, you know, uh, sort of wow. holes in the election opportunities. Right. And that that state is going to turn blue. This is what the communists are doing. So, I mean, this seems like the direction things are headed in. I don't trust the, the fate of Florida. I'm very wary of what's going on down there. As, and I don't trust the GOP to stand up and stop it. I mean, this is what yeah. I saw when I went, when I went down to Florida, I moved there in January because I thought that was where the fight back was going to happen. I thought that th right. this is where things were really going to kick off. And instead, we see this establishment GOP asleep at the wheel, just allowing the Democrats yep. to run the show. So we have to look at what's really going on. I mean, DeSantis is great, but the rest of the state is turning blue very quickly. So I say to any uh, people down in Florida, you need to get involved and, and you need to basically start fighting back, uh, you know, at the local level. But, you know, you just pointed out something really important, uh, and I agree with you because I have um, infiltrated local GOP politics uh, here in Palm Beach, and it's, you're exactly right. Uh, the GOP here is they're total rhinos. 
They really block entry. They don't want any change. They don't want anything to be different than what they've set up. So, you know, when people say that, you know, DeSantis may be the second coming of Trump, yeah, in the sense that he hasn't done anything about these um, drop-off mail-in or the whole mail-in ballot system. Uh, and, and so nothing's really changed about how the structure of the elections will occur again. And I agree with you. I, I, I think you just dropped a bombshell prediction, but I really am beginning to agree with you that it could it, it, he could lose his election. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if he's OK with that because he thinks he's going to go on to 24 in the presidency and, and it's OK. But, man, we've still got a live dangerous law on the books, Maggie, that says that the state of Florida and its officials can force vaccinate anyone for any reason at any time the 2006 law that yeah. he conveniently didn't touch. And if we get a, a Democrat governor in here, any Democrat, we are in trouble. Man, I'm packing up again. I can tell you that. Yeah, it's terrifying. And, you know, I think one of the sort of grifts that the Republican Party is running right now is to get all these people involved in the precinct project to sign up precinct committee men and women, um, yes. which is sounds like a great idea, but this has already been tried time and time again. And I did it myself. I went down to West Palm Beach. I signed up to become a precinct committee woman. And unfortunately, what I what I realized yeah. very quickly is that the leadership down in West Palm Beach in the GOP is it, they keep people out. They don't even have their uh, leadership elections until after the midterms. So they keep mm -hmm. these people sort of uh, thinking that exactly. they're doing something by signing up to become PCs, when in reality, they're just sort of boxed out from making any kind of meaningful decisions. So it, it's just another right. way to sort of co-opt people's uh, excitement yep. and enthusiasm and then put them in a position where they can't do anything. Absolutely right. Don't go away. You're in the war room. We're having an incredible conversation with Maggie Vandenberg, and we'll be back in just a moment. Jacob in Ohio. Welcome. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, Alex? Good, brother. Uh, great last caller. I just wanted to start with plugging your sleep supplement. Uh, it's basically the only way I get sleep anymore uh, with all the gaslighting, demoralization, and absurdity. Uh, it's like we're living at a twilight zone, man. All right, Eric in New Hampshire. Eric, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. Thanks for taking my call. If I could, I just want to throw a quick plug out for the one of the product. Um, the X2 does wonders. I recommend it to everybody. If you're on the fence about it, get off the fence, get the product, support the info. Tyler in Maine. You're on the air. Thanks for holding. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. It's great to be on with you. It's an honor. Honor to talk to you. Awesome. Uh, so first thing I wanted to do is say I love the products. Alpha Power, even at 29. If you ask my better half, she loves it. Uh, and it helps in the bedroom. So just number one for a few Well, it there. definitely works. It's not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm up here working on a Thursday night in mid-April 2021, and I just want to say something. I am so blessed and honored to work with this incredible crew that has come together over the years. It is truly an answer to prayer, and I am so blessed and thankful for all of you, the listeners of this show. I want you to know that I love you and I appreciate you. Whether you are old, whether you are Hispanic, white, black, it doesn't matter. you got red blood. And if you love freedom and justice, and if you love our innocent children, we are brothers and sisters together, and it has just been an incredible experience to work with you over the years. And as crazier things are, I want to keep working into the future. But again, that's really up to you and up to God. So please, I hope God works through you and, and puts a message in your heart to support us. But again, that's up to you and your relationship with God. I just want to thank you all for the years of support you've given us and what you've done. 
and just ask you again to pray to God and ask what God's vision is for you. And hopefully God will touch your heart to continue to support InfoWars. God bless. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Welcome back. We are in our last segment in the War Room this afternoon with Maggie Vandenberg. And we are just... Dropping a lot of different bombshells here. Hey, Maggie, I want to go back to Arizona. You did say you had a lot more, and I, I know because you've you've been there. You've really been on the ground there. So let's go back and and um, thanks for you know helping me kind of highlight some of the stuff in Florida. Let's go back to Arizona and 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 tell us a little bit more about what you're seeing. Um, I know overall you're you, you're not you know you're feeling like it's probably smoke and mirrors, but uh, what is going on and and you know on the ground there and, and who are the the real heroes if there are any right now? Yeah, so there's definitely people that need to be shouted out, people that need to be highlighted. Um, and one thing I just sort of want to tell your audience about is you know I moved down here to Arizona. I moved well, first. I moved from California to to Florida, sort of seeking um, I don't know the next thing. Like what are we actually going to do to fight back to resist tyranny to resist these communists that have taken over our federal government? Uh, and what's crazy is like I, I, as much as I didn't see fight back in Florida when I came out to Arizona to see what they were doing down here. Um, particularly I had heard that they had started a Patriot party and I came down here to check it out. I was absolutely blown away by the grassroots, by the Patriots on the ground here in Arizona, by the real activists who have been fighting the good fight here in Arizona for many years and who are finally starting to just get the attention that they deserve. So big shout out to the Patriot party and all of the amazing volunteers that, that work with them. I mean, they're doing absolutely incredible work. Uh, for those of your audience who doesn't know, so basically after the primary was stolen here in August, uh, leadership who were in part behind Daniel McCarthy's campaign, a, a, a group of people got together. They started a uh, pack called the Patriot Party Pack. And currently what they're doing is they're working to actually get the signatures together to actually become a recognized party here in Arizona. This isn't a federal party. This doesn't focus on any federal elections. They only are focused on Arizona. And their mission statement is to restore and maintain constitutional conservatism here in Arizona. So uh, they're working to become a party. The reason they want to do this is because it'll actually give our volunteers access to the adjudication rooms, access to the, the vote counting, and it will basically prevent the uni party from being able to carry on with their scheme of rigging the elections for the people that they're choosing. So, yeah. you know, we already sort of see this playing out. We see that they're doing the same thing that they've done in the past. They're propping up straw candidates. They're uh, giving people the illusion that there's it's the establishment versus the grassroots MAGA candidates. And they're sort of putting people against each other. But it's all, all political theater because they've already rigged it in advance. They already know who they're going to install as governor here um, two years from now. And it, oh, it's boy. unbelievable. You've got people already in the Senate race. You've got people already uh, you know, running for governor here. And yet it's all just complete theater because our elections aren't real and they're not going to be fixed. So we see candidates like um, Carrie Lake. I don't know if you, uh, your audience is familiar with Carrie Lake, but she's a woman who came out very publicly last year. At the end of last year, she was a Fox News anchor locally here in Arizona. 
And she came out and she denounced the fake news and um, said, you know, I'm, I'm walking away from my career as a reporter. You know, I'm so brave. Look at me. And then six months later, she declares that she wants to run for governor, the highest, the highest office in the state. Uh, and this woman is someone who has been peddling fake news to the people of Arizona for over 20 years. Uh, she was a down. Democrat. She raised money and donated to uh, Barack Obama and John Kerry. This woman is um, completely a fraud, in my opinion. So, you know, it's it's pretty unbelievable how you, now there is all this attention behind her. She's being propped up by groups like Turning Point USA. She was on yep. stage at the, um, you know, Trump's rally over the weekend, just being celebrated by the audience. And it's so shameful and, and just sad to me because I see Republicans uh, and, and just great conservative Americans getting duped once again, the same way mm -hmm. they were duped by rhinos like John McCain, the same way they were duped by Doug Ducey, the same way they get duped over and over again. They're, they're falling for it once again with this woman who is a complete fraud and she's being propped up by the establishment. And it, I, I don't mm -hmm. know, it's just, it's very alarming yeah. to me to see. And I hope people take the time to look into her uh, because she's not everything that she seems. Well, and you know, if people would just start thinking critically and look at the person's background beyond what they're saying, you know, she came from corporate media. This is, this was her world. She was fed by the very, you know, part of the axis of evil now, the, 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 you know, the Democrat media complex. So, you know, why, why would they expect anything more? Um, you know, we yeah, talked about yeah, you a lot of, you just have to yeah. sit back, like, like, can we just like no. step back? Like, like how does someone, no. you know, here's the thing. It'd be one thing people, people say to me all the time, well, maybe she woke up. Maybe she said, Hey, Oh, you know, the, the Democrats have gone crazy. I'm a Republican now, but I'm sorry. Like if you're actually working in the media, you were covering politics all day, every day. If you actually supported Obama during his eight years in office, office and you were paying attention, like how did that, how was that not enough to wake you up to the corruption of the media, to the corruption of the Democrat exactly. party and the establishment? Like, I don't buy this woman for one second. And, and I hope that Americans can kind of like actually take in the big picture and not be deceived once again. Actually. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I'll tell you something else. I along those lines, I never bought into people who were full left wingers and then when Trump declared in 2015, they saw the light and they became, you know, they, they just saw where the party was going to be. You can't, the bottom line is you can't flip your values 180 degrees. It just doesn't work that way. And I never bought into it. So listen, it's been, you know, we, we've gone over some of the, you know, some of the realities, the, the painful stuff, you know, the, uh, the uh, uncomfortable stuff. And we really appreciate you because you're a truth teller. But let's spend the last few minutes that we have together talking about, because I know you have great ideas. I know you have wonderful energy. Let's talk about some solutions. And in, in, in particular about this Patriot Party, is there hope that we can expand this throughout the country? Yes. So that is that is our plan. Well, that is our hope, our plan, our goal. Um, basically, what we're doing down here is kind of the test drive because Arizona really is the final frontier. This is where the deep state has sort of sunk their resources. This is where they are pushing this technical deep state. This is where they are running these sort of um, conservative ink operations, like uh, these big groups like Turning Point. Uh, you know, they're just putting everything on the line here in Arizona. And this is where we see the, the biggest, you know, just the largest amount of corruption within the GOP. Because uh, mm. we've got the John McCain, you know, 30-year sort of machine 
working down here. So this is where if we can take back Arizona, we can take back any state in the country. So we are going to try it here. We're trying every single political solution that we have access to. And so what the Patriot Party of Arizona is doing is sort of threefold. We have uh, sort of three branches of what we're doing. One thing that we're doing is organizing activism uh, and, and activists and training activists. So when a Republican in office is not at acting like a Republican or like a true conservative, we put pressure on these people. We organize protests outside of their places of business. We get loud. We demonstrate. We um, we mail drop their neighborhoods with flyers informing their neighbors of what these people are doing, whether it's pushing, um, you know, like pedophilia legislation, which we see some Republicans mm. doing down here in Arizona. We see um, them like pushing it. for vaccine passes passports. So we're holding these people accountable. We also, uh, we recalled the Speaker of the House, Rusty Bowers. We collected 24,000 signatures in his LD to hold this very corrupt Republican accountable for not opening session back in, in December when he had the chance. So we're, we're actually putting pressure on elected Republicans to do the right thing. And it was, it's absolutely working. So that's one thing the Patriot Party of Arizona is doing. The other thing we're doing is working with our, our champions who are in the state Senate and the House, and we're helping them to push our legislation. So right now we're working on um, on, on the voter election uh, idea that I told you about, the one day, one vote on paper, in person, no machines, at least for a few election cycles until we can get a hold on things. Uh, we're pushing our, our vaccine uh, passport bans. We're push, uh, we push for the, you know, get rid of the mask mandate who are in uh, in office at this time. And the other thing that we're sure. doing is we're also organizing a, um, a neighborhood watch program so that people can be getting involved at, the, at a very granular level within their neighborhoods, within their communities. And so the, the, they're prepared for worst case scenario, whether it's a, a riot or some kind of natural disaster that you actually know your neighbors and that you're prepared in any kind of instance, because we don't know what's going to happen. Been over Absolutely. the next couple of years, whether there's you know supply chain shortages, anything. So if people want to learn yeah. more, please go to stoptherhinos.com. That's the website, stoptherhinos, R-I-N-O-S.com. And they can learn more there um, about what the Patriot Party of Arizona is doing. And I encourage them to sign up for our email list so we can keep everybody informed of, of what they're doing, how they can awesome. get involved. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm so glad you, 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 you gave them that address. Um, it sounds like the Patriot Party is actually, and, and with your help, is creating a whole new model, really, for activism, because the old model is not working because the rhinos were overcoming, you know, overcoming us with it. Maggie, where else can people find you other than Newsmax, America's Voice, and on Steve Bannon's War Room? Any place else? Uh, check out my website, fogcitymidge.com. Please sign up for my email list because Thank you. I... There's one central fact of criminal psychology that criminologists all agree on, and that it's criminals are extremely pathological, even more than the general public. They do the same things over and over again, and criminals like to commit the same types of crimes over and over again. Well, guess what? It was Anthony Fauci and eugenicist globalist that ran the rollout of HIV and the mistreatment of it with AZT and other chemicals that actually killed more people than HIV. And they were the ones involved in viral research of viruses that would actually go attack the T lymphocytes in the body and create autoimmune disorders. The problem for them was the viruses would then break down and would be non-lethal down the road. 
That's why they need to roll out the COVID-19 and the vaccine, because now they admit the COVID-19 vaccine destroys your immune system, basically giving you the equivalent of HIV. That's right, ladies and gentlemen.